Hey, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. I am back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines and what's going on in social media that you guys have trending. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip all this hot tea we got for you. Let's go to the fellas. What's up, Al Reynolds? Hey, Claudia, what's going on? You still in L.A.? I am still in L.A. working on this horror film. I can't wait for you guys to see it. And um, I don't shoot any uh, minors in this movie. <laughs> I like your shirt. Is that zebra? What you got going on over there? Yeah, I have no idea what it is. But it's from one of Q's favorite stores, Zara. Q turned me on to it. Okay. And what's up, Funky Dineva? Hello. What's going on, everybody? Al, I didn't even know Zara had your size. <laughs> well, 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 that oh, is a shade. You ready? <laughs> Q, okay, that's not really his, shade. It's not really his size. It's your size. Look at them arms. <laughs> <laughs> Al, listen, if Al going to do one thing, it's going to be to show somebody off, okay? Right. Or wear All a right. small shirt. Flaunt it if you got it, brother. All right, man. Hey, uh, what y'all got going on for the weekend? Y'all got any plans? What's, are y'all feeling okay? What's up? You, I'm, 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 I'm resting. You know, we, we, all of us, especially Claudia, you, you, you travel. I think, well, Al travels a lot too. Me, I've been doing more traveling this last part of the year than I normally do, and so I'm glad that I kind of have nothing on the books through the rest of the year, and I'm embracing that. So I'm just laying around the house. My uh, cleaning lady came and cleaned up this week. Everything's nice and spick and span. I'm just chilling around the house in basketball shorts all weekend. Okay, Al. Claudia, aren't I seeing you hopefully tonight? You know, your good friends are hosting a party for Michael Blackson. Um, it's his birthday party tonight. I know that he, Michael himself, mentioned you on his Instagram for shouting him out for his birthday. So I thought I would see you tonight. But Saturday night, I leave for uh, Mexico. I'm going to Tulum. I'm going to unplug for a week at my favorite spot, Mayacoba, which is a Rosewood property. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm just taking a break from the movie that I'm working on. So if it's, it's, it might be an all night sh uh, shoot. But as soon as I get off, I'm going to come out there. I'll meet you out there. But do not force me to drink like you always do. I have to run away and escape every time I hang with Al. Right, Funky? Mm -hmm. Trust oh, me. I, I was looking at some old footage from New Orleans on my Instagram the other day and how zooted I was messing around with Al. <laughs> with your swollen legs. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I forgot all about that. Mm -hmm. I, I will say this. I mentioned this to Funky Al before you signed on. Uh, I am working on doing a trip for us in Aruba where the soulmates can join us. So I'm trying to get the logistics together. It's in the infancy stages. There's nothing planned yet, but I just want to get y'all, give you guys a heads up so you can stop putting money aside to meet us in Aruba. I think, I think we are due. I think we're due. We cross our fingers. All right, we drinking tonight or not? What we doing? No, um, I'm sipping on my sweet tea, which I need to go get some more. But I'm just drinking sweet tea today. Okay. No, just water for me. I got to prepare for tonight. Oh, yeah. I have to prepare to be around Al, so I'm not drinking anything. <laughs> All right, let's get into the show. Tasha Kay is calling out Joe Buttons and claims that he's a puppet for not speaking about Diddy's sexual assault cases. She criticized Joe for citing legal reasons as his rationale for not addressing the accusations against Diddy. All right, now, this case is getting bigger and bigger, and it seems to be swallowing it up and sucking up more victims. Uh, what do you think about this? Oh, did you say me? Y'all um, yeah. mm, know I'm going to tell it like it is. I, I, I'm new to the business, so I, I can not hold my tongue. I think it, what legal 
what legal the only thing i could think of legal reason for him not to speak on it would probably be all the cases or the allegations that allegedly he has had some issues in, in closet you know some skeletons in his closet around physical and sexual abuse we know tahiri who was his girlfriend on love and hip-hop was very vocal about him being not only sexually abusive but also physically but let's not forget kaylin garcia she came out damaging to saying that he was uh uh, uh, physically uh, uh, aggressive with her. Sin Santana, his baby's mama, we know she, you know, they had a very public back and forth about him abusing her. And let's not forget Olivia Dope, who worked on his network, along with the other two hosts. What were those ladies' names? Um, do you guys remember Mandy and Bridget? This is just a list of women who have said that he has been physically abusive towards them. So from my point of view, it's smart that he don't talk on it because he's afraid that he too may be aired out and aired out in a big way because these women have all been very vocal and have gone on the record talking about his history with physical abuse. Mm. Q, what do you think about this? You know what, Al? I, I actually think Al may be onto something. You know, Claudia, you always say on the show, if a topic comes up, you know, that, you know, hits home for you, you're just not going to say anything. Mm -hmm. I think that the, the issue here is when, and I cannot stand people who think they're smarter than everybody in the room, right? Like, Joe, you could have came up with a better excuse. We're not that dumb. What legal reasons would you have that nobody else or no other outlet has um, you know, I was thinking about the story this morning and I was thinking, well, maybe they're friends. You know what I'm saying? And then my whole thing is, if you are friends, just say that, you know, I, I've let it be known in the commentary space. There are certain people that no matter what, y'all are just not going to get me to talk about. I don't give a damn what they do. If, if somebody is truly my friend, um, you know, my, my, my friendship supersedes your yearning for me to give some commentary on the situation. The only reason with this story, why I'm not, you know, all over the moon about Joe's lack of commentary is because what more is there to add? You know what I'm saying? Like, what more value is Joe Button going to honestly add to this situation? I think unanimously everybody sees it for what it is and thinks it's messed up. I think Joe's lack of response, though, um, says a lot for his business and his brand because you want to position yourself or he's trying to position himself as the number one hip, uh, podcast in hip hop or the greatest podcast in hip hop. Then how do you not cover the biggest story in hip hop? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot going on right here. But all in all, I can sleep easy at night with or without Joe Button's commentary because there really ain't much more of value that anybody can add to this story. Claudia, I mean, didn't Joe didn't Joe work for Revolt? Did he have a he, show? He had a show over there with um I think Ebony Ebony K. Williams. Yeah, yeah. what was it called? State of the Culture. Yeah. It was, actually, it was actually a really good show. And listen, he's ma definitely made a name for himself in the podcast space. He definitely goes hard when he feels very emotional about something. We all know that. When he's emotional about something, he definitely goes hard. Um, yeah, with all the stuff that you said out, it would make total sense that he's like, look, I'm gonna leave it alone. You know what I mean? Cause like, why would you, you could be deemed a hypocrite for going so hard on Diddy when there are documented, uh, incidents about you accusations. Let me just say, let me just say accusations, um, about you. But like, again, 
certain topics. Like I said, if I'm a part of it, I don't really speak on it with other people either. Like I can't be, I can't go hard on someone that cusses a lot because I cuss a lot because I would look stupid right. and I would look like a hypocrite, you know, but like maybe when another topic comes up with Megan or another female rapper that you cover and you go so hard on, maybe pull back a little bit because you're pulling back on Diddy and you are capable of showing grace when you want to. You're a smart guy, Joe. That's why your podcast is one of the best and you're making tons of money. But we see you. And um, yeah, I guess. Oh, um, and Marissa Mendez. Did y'all forget about the Marissa Mendez? I just named eight. Wow. Eight different women, right? All I know is he told me and Vivica about him. And we were talking about um, a story about him. And um, we clearly did not. All right. My next story has been making its rounds on social media. A black female high school student was attacked by a white male student who called her racial slurs, including the N-word. The black female student was suspended and rushed to the hospital with a fractured nose. That's right, she was suspended. And the white student was charged with a felony, but not right away. It was. Uh, it took a second, right? Uh, what are your thoughts on this crazy story? Q, let's go to you first on this one. Uh, so when the story first broke, I, I was laying in the bed and I saw the initial headline, you know, N-word, fight, black, white, black girl suspended so of course i'm like here we go mm -hmm. you know and then about five or six posts down then i found out that he was charged with the felony because i had saw you know people started adding tamika mallory and all these different people um at the end of the day i'm pretty sure the school board is going to give some reason as to why she had to be suspended as well. And it's probably going to involve the fact that they both were embroiled in some type of physical, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and for what it's worth, I'm all right with that. If the rule is they got, they both got into a fight, regardless of whose fault, they both engaged in physical contact. So both students have to be suspended. I'm all right with that. Considering the fact that he got charged with, the felony and, you know, whether or not he got charged right away or he got charged after we made social media backlash, we're splitting hairs at this point. He got essentially what we're always asking for in these situations is for the people to get arrested and or charged. So I hate that this happened, but I'm glad that within the confines of the law, as of now, he's gotten what seems to be the appropriate punishment for what took place. She probably got suspended in Al. I'm sure you can chime in on this because he pushed her first and supposedly she, it looked like she swung on him first, but mm -hmm. he was- And the protocol is probably you're supposed to go to the office or tell an adult or mm -hmm. whatever. Or and I'm okay with that. Al, what do you think? Probably you're not supposed to fight at all, right? I think, mm -hmm. uh, Q, just to be- um, uh, more clear. They got it more than right. They charged him with aggravated battery with great bodily harm. And I'm glad they added it with great bodily harm because she did end up with a broken nose or a fractured nose. And his court appearance is on December 6th. A couple of things here. I just want to shout out the young girl for holding her own because I'm going to tell you, she squared up and she did not yeah. let back. She did not step away. She did not run. And she swung on him just as much as he swung on her but i've said this on this show a hundred times guys this new age dudes these new age men these new age boys they got a different type of testosterone running through their blood and they will fight girls 
They will fight girls. You know, I strongly believe that you should never put your hand on a woman or a girl, even especially in a fighting situation. That's where I stand on that. But I think this right here lends itself to parents really need to have a conversation. A, mothers need to have a conversation with their sons. Stop touching and hitting on women. Because if you start this early, you're going to have a whole life of beating up on women. Two, young girls, stop fighting with boys because they are going to hit back. I'm and just saying. And on top of that, the way this whole thing started was two white girls. The black girl thought she heard them call her, refer to black people as slaves. She confronted them. He wasn't even involved in that. Then he gets himself in the mix and then he calls her the N-word. And then that's where it jumped up. So on top of putting hands on, there's also some racism going on in that home, clearly, because, mm -hmm. you know, he thought that was OK. Mm -hmm. All right. The students at the high school were protesting and described the assault as a hate crime. All right. In other news, a group of teenage girls in Memphis were caught on video robbing bags of Pampers at a local Walgreens store. Take a look. Uh, Al. I don't know about you, Claudia, but this this made me uh, sad and it made me upset. OK, and let me explain. It made me sad and upset because the day that young girls or, or women in general, it's not men still in the diapers. These are young girls still in diapers. The day that young women have to steal diapers and formulas to take care of their kids, that's saying something that there's a bigger issue going on in America here. So I dug deep. Do you know, and I did not know this, almost 50% of American families cannot afford diapers in 2023. And that's because they've gone from $16 in 2019 to now $22. That's a lot of freaking money for diapers, something that you have to have for your kids. For me, I am never gonna, never gonna support anybody stealing a crime. But I say, if you're still in formula or if you're still in diapers, Maybe the charges could be different because it seems to me that they are just trying to provide for their family. I, I wish there was a little bit of grace when it comes to crimes of this crimes of survival. Right. And then there's crimes of let me go steal this Gucci belt. You know right. what I'm saying? I think there's a difference, but it doesn't get looked at like that, depending, especially if the the assailant is black or brown. Key, what do you think about this story? You know, to your point, Claudia, I 100 percent agree. But, you know, that, that that is a very slippery slope when we start mm -hmm. making allowances for certain types of stealing. You know, your your gut response to your reflex response when you see something like this is, you know, what I'm saying, damn, this is bad. Look at them stealing. And you're not going to get me to believe that every single last one of those girls got a baby. You're not going to get me to believe that. What you can get me to believe is that they probably more than likely live in a community, like Al said, that's disadvantaged, and there is a need for Pampers on the black market, and they are, you know, filling that gap or getting them for an older cousin, getting them for an older sister, or getting them for somebody that said, look, if y'all could get some Pampers, you know, bum, we could flip that and do X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever, whatever. But the reality of the situation is all things constant. You know, when you look at something like Pampers, that ain't nothing to steal unless somebody really needs that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like 
to your point, Cardia, yeah, if you selling black market Gucci belts on the side, you might holler at me. You know what I'm saying? Because I got a little 200 for you. I can't do nothing with no Pampers. That's not a desirable thing to steal. Yeah. And so the person that's buying Pampers off the street, they need them. You know what I'm saying? And this speaks to a bigger societal ill. I saw a homeless lady one time in New York. She was definitely having a mental health issue. And she definitely had her period and no pad. And it was just a mess. And I remember being horrified, like, what a shame that basic necessities that just can keep you decent or sanitary, you don't have and you can't have. And if she went to steal something, she'd probably get hit with a misdemeanor, with a charge, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, sad times we are in right now. All right, coming up next, the state of Florida is plummeting. And later, find out why Kim Zosiak is in the hot seat. Stick around. Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to all the soulmates in the chat, keeping it popping in there. We appreciate you so much. Throw up uh, some thumbs up if you're enjoying the show. <laughs> all right. Whether good, bad, ugly, or just plain dumb, the tea is always overflowing with crazy news stories out of the state of Florida. And that's why we're giving you the 411 in What the Florida. Oh, this story, I, I'm sure this was sent to you as it was sent to me in my inbox from several people because it's like, so Florida. A Florida woman is being uh, is behind bars after allegedly stabbing her boyfriend's eyes with rabies needles because he was apparently looking at other women. Do you blame him? Funky, what do you have to say about this story? She innocent because, uh, <laughs> first of all, from the looks of her eyebrows, that lady is mentally ill. And we try to figure out, first of all, we, the community of Florida, we don't even know what a rabies needle is. And then number two, if we did, we don't know how she commandeered it. If anybody should be on trial for this charge right now, it should be the CDC or the Fish and Wildlife Department or the Humane Society because regular civilians shouldn't even have access to rabies needles. That's her story and we sticking to it. What is a rabies needle, Al? Dude, Where did she, she get it she, from? She got the needle because she was administering the shot to her dog. So that even makes it worse. She took the rabies medicine, used the needle to give the dog a shot. So she couldn't find anything else, I guess, to assault him with. Oh, so oh, she went and got the needle to poke his eyes out. Okay, so you know what? I processed this wrong. <laughs> I thought it was a, a a needle filled with rabies. No, you know no, no, it was okay. It was a needle for rabies. Okay, well, so was it a was, rabies vaccine or did her dog? Right, that that makes yeah. it with rabies vaccine needle. When you say to me rabies needle. I'm like, well, where it was misleading. Right? Raw rabies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Q is from Florida because look, now that he knows that it was a rabies vaccine, to him, it's not that bad. He's like, right. oh, no, <laughs> no. For me, for me, listen, listen. Fellas, y'all know, know what type of women's y'all be messing with. You know, if your girl, this this ain't the first time she don't stabbed him probably with something or hit his ass with a cordless phone or ran him over or threw yeah. hot water on him or hit him in the face with a chancleta. She looked like the type. 
Uh, and plus, they've been together. You're right, Q. They've been together for eight years. Oh, so Claudia, you know this is not their first time. No. And like Q always said, you can't piss a woman off and then tell her how mad to get. She got the first thing that she could get to poke his eyeballs out for being disrespectful, and that is basically what she did because he had to go to the hospital. Only my old heads will get this reference, but can you put the picture back up? Do y'all remember that show in the '80s, Fantasy Island? Little tattoo. Yes. They used to go, the plane, the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the little short guy that Youngins, was like a dwarf. Google it. All right. South Florida recently, uh, South Florida students recently walked out of class after five school staffers, including the principal, were reassigned for allowing a transgender athlete to, to participate in the girls on the girls' volleyball team. Now, the students demonstrated uh, by protesting around the school and chanting, trans rights are human rights. What are your thoughts on this story, Q? It, 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 it's um, it's so convoluted. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I don't even know which part of the story to begin to attack first. My mind is telling me the DeSantis piece. Um, let us put the shit. Uh, you know, uh, naturally born women and men. Let's put that to the side for a moment. I think these children are, are what probably moved them to chorus is that their favorite administrators and, and all that staff got reassigned to another school, another position because of, of, of the movement. This is all the vestige of all this BS that Rob DeSantis has put into place into Florida and it just fueled all this different stuff. Like I've said on this show before, you know, th this this trans and sports thing, we're still trying to figure it out. We haven't figured it out yet. It's still evolving. My heart is telling me that the answer will probably never get in our lifetime. I've always said in this life, especially in marginalized communities, there are just certain things sometimes we can't have. I'm gonna say this about the Republican Party and Ron DeSantis have policies that you can win on, right? Or that you can win with the public on. They're not good policies. So what they usually do is rock with, disrupt the social mm. issues, right? They, they, I don't have an economic plan, but I can sure get people emotional with this. Mm. Now, if you really care about numbers and kids and all that kind of stuff, you would attack things that actually affect your students, like the gun laws, right? Or mm. school shootings. I can, I think the trans population is, is very small in schools, especially in high school, right? Very small. I think far more kids are affected by AR-15s and, and school shootings that you refuse to do anything about than this. But this is just another way to get people riled up, emotional, and, and keep you in office. That's what I think. I don't know, that's just my opinion. I just think he's a piece of crap for doing this because he knows what he's doing with this. He's, Ron is not stupid. He's just a jerk. Uh, Al, what do you think about this? Oh. Oh, this is, I'm gonna get my ass handed to me for this one, but I'm about to disagree with you guys on this one. So in this particular case, the students are protesting because they are supporting the trans athletes. So if production can put that picture back up, let me take a minute to break this down. So they they are supporting the fact that the, the, the administrator said that it's okay for the trans 
female, the transgender female, to play on the sports. Now, we all know that Governor Ron DeSantis has barred transgender female athletes from playing on female sports team. And sorry, guys, I support it. I really don't think that it should be based on how you identify and definitely not in the high school space. I think there should be some type of separation. I think there should be some type of different league for transgenders because those young boys that are now young girls competing against girls simply is not fair in my view. And I, I in this case, I have to agree with, with Ron DeSantis. There's not enough scientific uh, evolution in that space. The young girls in that space are not all taking their hormones the way they're supposed to, to decrease the competition. So I think it leaves a lot of female athletes feeling some kind of way. And I can't argue with them on this. I agree with you on that. I 100%, but I just said the population is so small and I think he makes this a big part of his mm -hmm. platform to rile right. up the truth. But uh, with that, to your point with all that, I do agree with that. I do uh, agree and, with and, that. And, and I echo the same thing. If, if I honestly felt that the legislation and the tone was coming from a place of fairness in sports, I'd be behind it 100%. Right. But right. it's coming from a place of hate. And it's coming from a place of just stirring people up. And mm -hmm. like I said, to Claudia's point, you're going to dis. I, I have a lot of friends who are educators and principals. You're going to disrupt a whole school. When, when you move administrators and staff five and one fell swoop, you're going to disrupt the flow of a whole school over an issue that could have been handled with a conference. Right. You know what I'm saying? The issue could have been handled with the conference. And then to, to Claudia's point, before we get all stirred up and riled up, you know, people cherry pick these little examples and they blow them up. Trust and believe me in the state of Florida, we do not have a problem with female athletes losing all their sports because the trans just coming in and taking over. That ain't what's going on here. But I do agree with what you're saying. You know, we haven't gotten to a place yet where we figured this out. But we have bigger problems in the Florida school system mm. than this girl on the basketball, on the volleyball team. And one student, right? It's like, it's a very small amount, right? It's like, is it one for this? It's one student. It's, so you fired student. five staff members, reassigned one student. Make when it you're make understaffed, the entire state of Florida is understaffed when it comes to teachers. Right. Make it make sense. <clears throat> And underpaid. All right, coming up next, Kim Zolciak scammed her followers and later Leslie Jones offers advice to the fellas. <laughs> Stay tuned. I, it's going to be great. Welcome back to TGIF. Go ahead and hit that like button, soulmates. We appreciate you on this Friday night. All right, Kim Zolciak is back in the hot seat after tricking her followers into believing that her daughter, Brielle Berman, was pregnant. Kim posted a clickbait link on social media with the caption, so excited to be a grandma. Fans quickly noticed it was clickbait and a quick way for the former reality star to make money after clicking the article. Ugh, we talk about this all the time. It's so annoying. Thoughts on this story, Q? Let's go to you first. I think the ego and the desperation surrounding Kim Zosiak's financial situations is just sickening at this point. It's like, Kim, you are the only person in this moment that don't believe you're broke anymore. 
The jig is up. For as long as you've been in the business with the amount of access that you've had and with the amount of connections that you and Croy should have been able to make had you been moving smartly out here, you should have been able to rebound from this situation by now. Whether it be by means of club appearances, whether it be selling high-end Tussie Cat, whether it be, you know, going on uh, love after, not love after lockup, 90 day, fian- whatever one of them, uh, boot camp, marriage, marriage boot camp, camp pays right. like 400 you know racks. Like that, that, that's what I'm saying. Um, even going back to Bravo, listen, I'm never finna let my money get down to zero because of my ego. I'm sure if Kim marched her ass in the Bravo offices right now and said, look, y'all, I'm broke. I'm going through a divorce. We getting put out. I think there's a show here. I am pretty sure she could secure a six to eight episode deal. You know what I'm saying? To kind of get the family back on track. But you got to choose which one is more important to you. Survival and getting money or keeping up this facade, which is keeping you broke. Mm -hmm. Al, what do you think? Um, I think it's called privilege and I think she wants to do it her way and she wants to do what she wants to do. I say hit people where they hit people, right? So she needs to refund every clickbait that clickbaited on that false story. So everybody that paid her, that she got paid for clicking on that story, she needs to refund every single one of them their money. That's what I think. Remember when you can get away with doing stuff like this for like April Fools, but it wasn't making money off of it. You just right. like made a joke about it. I remember I did it and it was like, it went horribly wrong when I did it, right? <laughs> but I wasn't making any money off of it. It was just like, ha, 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 right? Doing that to make money What'd off What'd you do? It, oh, my stomach was extremely bloated after I ate this food. So I took a picture holding my stomach and I said, it's never too late for miracles. And all these people congratulated me. So after oh, like an hour goodness. and a half, I was like, yo, I didn't think y'all would really believe it. It, it was a joke. Man, they ripped me apart. And then Nipsey Hussle died the next day. So people was like, bad timing. I didn't time it for that. But you know how, you know, people act like you thought that out. Like I didn't. I didn't right. mean. But anyways, I didn't try to make money off of it. Using your real kid in a lie like that is this it's just in poor taste, I think. And um, again, you're you're right. Uh, keeping up that facade. It's very expensive. And if you want to keep up that facade, you better have the pockets for it because it's very expensive to pretend you're in designer duds every single day. It's very expensive to pretend you have it all going on and the cars and the houses. Real people, we understand. We would actually be able to relate to you more if you said, look, I, I took a financial downturn. Like majority of the country, you'd be more relatable, actually. People would probably rock with you more if you just kept it a buck. But this fake rich thing that a lot of the people in Atlanta and a lot of the socialites do, it's getting old. Aren't y'all tired of faking the funk and, mm-hmm. and renting clothes? Mm-hmm. They gotta right. be. Oh, man, that's why I'm in my fashion over and my sheen and I'm proud. Okay. All right. your, house ain't, your house ain't on the court steps of the court either. It is you know not. If, and my big door comes in tomorrow. All right. Mm-hmm. The hey. former... Or- Yes, the former Aurora police officer who was acquitted of his role in Elijah McClain's murder has returned to work. Oh, this story makes me so mad and will receive over $200,000 in back pay. Nathan Willard is back on the police force on restricted duty after being placed on unpaid administrative leave for two years since the tragic death of Elijah. Are you guys surprised? And what do you think about this, Al? 
Um, you know what? I, I this is what I got to say. They the, the legal team got really clever and they got him off. Okay, he got acquitted. He got off fine. But I do like. Let me tell you what I do like. I do like the fact that the city of Aurora said that he is on restricted duty. Now, when you look into what restricted duty is, he won't be in uniform. He won't have contact with the public, and he won't be able to have any enforcement powers. So that I feel like I can digest it better than thinking he just got off. Now, the reason why he was acquitted was the coroner decided that it was the ketamine that was injected by the EMS that killed the young man and not this dude and his hold or the way he tackled the young man. So if you have to take the less of the two evils, if it was race based, at least he's not able to do it again in this case because he was able to legally escape a bullet. You know, it's crazy. Um, I get that he didn't inject the ketamine, right? But to me, he's an accessory to this. If the three of us went on a ride somewhere and, and Funky Dineva starts to shoot at somebody that he's mad at and we're in the car with them, right? We didn't do anything. We're definitely accessories and we're all probably going to get the same sentence. You know, I mean, I know mm -hmm. it's apples to oranges kind of, but it's like your actions with harassing this innocent person, wasn't he just walking with a, a, a headphones on or... He was he wasn't coming a, from a store. Yeah, he wasn't committing a crime. He wasn't in the act of committing a crime and he ends up losing his life. All of those actions of the police officers and the paramedic or whatever led to his death. Right. Right. Uh, oh, Al Q, what do you think? You know, this is one of those stories where you definitely have to separate emotion from logic and the facts, you know, and the, the facts are the system worked the way that the system is supposed to work. You know, all things constant, separating the emotion. If the man got acquitted and he went X, Y, Z amount of months or years unpaid, you know, and you get acquitted when you return back to your job, you know, you're supposed to get your unpaid leave. You know what right. I'm saying? Again, separating the emotion from the facts and the logic, the system worked the way it was supposed to work. Um, it doesn't change the fact that this is unfortunate that Elijah died. It doesn't change the fact that in our minds, you're the one who led to his death because he wouldn't have needed the damn injection of ketamine had you not been, you know, harassing him based on race. But again, this is one of those things where I have to separate emotion from logic and the fact and, Unfortunately, it th though it doesn't benefit me and people who look like me, the system worked the way it was supposed to work. It it, it does work a lot for white people. And yeah. usually there's breaks in the system and, and I don't know, it just didn't work, work out this time. Pray, go to church, uh, the karma will get them later when it's a black person usually. I, 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 I don't remember ever hearing a story like this when it came to somebody black and then getting $200,000 in back pay. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. Keep it locked because coming up next, Leslie Jones offers sex advice to the brothers and later find out which celebrity has a course at Harvard. Keep it locked. Welcome back to TGIF Soulmates. If you're enjoying the show, put some thumbs up in the chat and we'll Check them out. All right. Comedian Leslie Jones went off on the fellas about sex during a recent interview on The Breakfast Club. Leslie said, y'all don't know how to bleep a woman correctly. 
And when she tell you that now she ain't Jack, I should say, when she tells you that you can't do it, uh, go learn how to bleep. And those were all F words. All right. Did y'all see the video, first of all? Mm-hmm. I did. Um, it, uh, you know, part of it could be it's a bit and part of it is, you know, her reality. Um, she said she didn't get no good D. I think she was in a Ritz hotel. She was in a nice hotel, she said. Uh, Al, what do you think about this? What she said? <laughs> Why are you going to me first? Come on, Al. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe there was some. I think there's some truth to there's some truth to it. Um, and I think she's right. I think men, and especially men of color, need to start taking their health more serious. She talked about the importance of that's your favorite thing. Your penis is your favorite, um, you know, your best friend. So why not take care of it? You check up on everything else. You take your car in to be serviced. So you need to take your penis if it's not working in to be serviced. But, you know, my main question was, and I, and I know it's not just me, I, I, I didn't know that I you know, and I've been judged like this too. I didn't know that she was into men. Oh, you remember she had a sex tape come out a little while ago? Someone tried to put I didn't. I didn't. Stuff out I, there. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Seriously. Yeah. She was pretty hurt about it. And she was talking about it on Twitter um, that someone kind of tried to put some, some pics out there of her. And yeah, it was on Twitter. It was kind of. Oh, was, wow. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sorry for that. Yeah. Key, what do you think? Y'all know I am. Um, I'm not a fan of the gender wars thing. That seems to be the new hot button social media thing, especially within the black community. Like we, we have just become so divided on gender. You know, can you take me to this restaurant? You can't, you can't hunch who paid up bills? who got the most trauma. We got all these, that aside, that may be her experience. You know what I'm saying? But again, because men are considered sassy or zesty if they talk in this department the same could be said in the other direction being candid here back when i was messing with um girls you know what feels good on your body and i know what feels good on mine you don't have so i'm not gonna know all the ways to touch a that boys suck it much better because boys know what it is okay you know what i'm saying so the same could be said in both directions when it comes to knowing each other's bodies or whatever the case may be but i do think that probably is leslie's experience and there are a lot of men whose ego are tied they get an attitude so that that's that's her experience and i'm not gonna take it from her um, I won't, I'll, I'll try to not make this a gender war thing as well. I will say this, um, we are obsessed with gender and all of this and, uh, any history buffs out there will tell you this before the demise of any major civilizations in history, there was always an obsession with gender. Look it up. The Roman empire, right before it all falls down, all like all the, all the times in history before the, the demise of a society or civilization, there is an obsession with gender. So I'm not gonna make this a man versus woman thing. Something's going on here, right? Um, as far as what she's saying about men not taking care of their penises, I mean, there's, there's women that don't take care of their vaginas as well. There's people who just don't take care of themselves, period. Women, hygiene, eating right, eating too much sugar is gonna give you bacteria vaginosis, it's gonna smell like fish and wet carpet. Men keep eating that Popeyes and fast foods and all that kind of stuff. You're clogging up your arteries and you're 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 messing up your um your blood circulation. 
and you're not going to have a hard penis. Um, I'm giving advice to both y'all. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot on, but there's advice that both sides can take on this. Leslie, you made it really funny because I do think, um, you know, we don't really hear that as much. And uh, it was funny, but uh, I think we all need to get it together. All right, Young Thug's lawyer is working overtime in his trial regarding the violation of Georgia's anti-racketeering and gang laws. Attorney Brian Steele told the judge that Young Thug's hit song, Pushing P, actually stands for pushing positivity. This reference was made after prosecutors criticized the rapper for promoting gang violence and drugs in his music. They were getting quite creative in that courtroom, but I guess that's what mother get the big dollars. What are your thoughts? Q, I see you smiling. Let me go to you first. Well, first of all, I want to hunch the lawyer because the lawyer looked real cute. Production, can y'all put this picture up real quick? That's one nice-looking white man. He is nice-looking. Oh, my God. Now, I'm scared he might be broke because this defense is giving public defender tease. (laughs) All right? Y'all know my my biggest pet peeve is people playing in my face, you know, playing on my intelligence. There is no way in hell with the lyrical history of young thug with what he's being uh, on trial for, what he's in jail for, that you are going to convince any three-year-old or older that pushing P stands for pushing positivity when essentially everything around this man is drugs, murder, kill, kill, kill. Like, just how does this even fit? That's so off-brand. Who is going to believe it? And I almost feel like the judge should hold this attorney in contempt for playing with the court's time. You know what? I don't even think we should bother taking a serious dive into this topic. And if you guys would care to entertain me and people in the chat, why don't we give what we think pushing P could stand for? If we were defending Young Thug, what would you say pushing P could stand for? Because pushing positivity, um, I would say pushing paper. Pushing paper. Okay. I I think that I I just think that like you said, this lawyer, this lawyer, he might need to rethink his lawyer because there are out of the ten jurors, right? Nine of them are black. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like he didn't even have an argument. Or the twelve jurors, nine of them are black. So every, every most of most of the black community know what pushing P meant, right? Yeah, and, give me one. Give me one, Al. What what could it be? Pushing feet, pushing prayer. No, because here's the funny thing. Pushing. I, I definitively don't know what it means. I don't, don't either. But I know it don't mean pushing positivity. Now, if I had to assume, <laughs> pushing paper, pushing, pushing paper. product. You know pushing what I'm saying? Product. If I had to assume, it would be one of those. But I, but what I do know is that it ain't no damn pushing yeah, positivity. Pushing positivity. Paper would have been the one because it's like you could say paper could be legally or whatever, and it's oh, like yeah, he could have got away with that. It's vague, right? Did you That's guys know they paper. almost had a mistrial though? Did y'all hear about that yesterday? Yeah. They almost had a mistrial because they showed the face of the jury on that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. He needs to lean heavily on that so that he can get a whole new jury selection. This is the longest trial ever. I feel like we've been talking this for a whole year all right coming up find out which pop star has a new course at harvard stay tuned and soulmates put in the chat what you think pushing p could stand for give me some give me some all right welcome back harvard university is officially adding a taylor swift course to their curriculum next year 
This will be called Taylor Swift in Her World. And it is slated to move through her catalog, including hits, deep cuts, outtakes, re-recordings, and considering songwriting as its own art distinct form, distinct from poems recited or silently read. I don't even know what the hell I just said just now. <laughs> I know it sounded crazy and I am confused. Are y'all here for this course? Al, would you teach the Taylor Swift course? At- <laughs> for a dollar at Harvard? Heck yeah. Um, I, You know what, guys? I thought how weird and interesting this is. They wait till uh, an artist like Taylor Swift to incorporate into the Harvard curriculum. But you know what? Then I had to rethink this. This is awesome. This is awesome because if you do Taylor Swift, then you got to do Beyonce. You got to. Did they already have that Beyonce. though? I thought they huh? had some. I thought they had some Beyonce courses in some schools. At Harvard? No, not at Harvard. But no, I'm talking about at Harvard because you know they usually stand as the standard. Mm-hmm. So if you teach, if you teach about Taylor Swift, you got to teach about Beyonce, and then if you teach about those two women, you have to teach about a man, and you can't escape a black man in music. So you got to be teaching about a black man soon. So I'm liking it. How does that help you moving forward um, in, in in your career, Funky? What do you think about this? Um, so, you know, when you were when you were reading the, the synopsis of the story, I was rolling my eyes internally and then I thought about it. I'm all right with this, depending on the angle they approach it from and depending on what school it's under. Like if they're going to attack her song, if they're going to approach her songwriting and stuff and it's going to be in the school of, of English or whatever. I mean, that that could be a perspective if they're going to look at, you know, you know, the, the, the traction that she's gained. Uh, uh, throughout her career, that's going to be under the school of marketing or the school of business. I mean, it just it really just depends on the approach. Um, it it could it it, it could work. Um, It'd be interesting, right? I'm not Taylor's target demo. I I can't. I don't think I can name a tar- a Taylor song. But when I do have my Taylor Swift conversations over drinks with friends. Everyone unanimously says she's like one of the baddest songwriters there is, especially in her age demo or whatever. So I'm not going to take that from her. So I definitely think there's something in the creative writing space, in the school of music space, where a course can be made out of her career. Well, Q, allegedly they're supposed to be talking about teaching her transition from pop, from country to pop music. And they're trying to tie in like how it relates to the the broader political shifts in the country. But the thing that I liked is that they also plan on examining fan culture and council culture and celebrity culture. And well, that makes uh, sense, but not just Taylor Swift. Yeah. So I think the tie in could be very interesting. I think the 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 the, the political part when you the cultural shift part. I'm a little, y'all a little reachy, reachy with that for me. <laughs> a little reachy, reachy. Um, but I haven't sat through the course to, to make a final answer, but it, it just feels a little reachy, reachy. Can Howard University uh, teach a TGIF? Can they have a TGIF curriculum? Can we, can we be down the line somewhere, somehow? No? Call the president. You got his number? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Tupac and Biggie's fingerprints are up for auction. An autograph broker based in California recently added the fingerprint cards from Tupac's 1995 arrest for sexual assault and from Biggie's 1995 arrest in Pennsylvania for robbery and aggravated assault. What are your thoughts, Hugh? Hold on. Which which production? Put that picture back up. You already know which ones are which. Stop. Which card? Yeah. <laughs> you which know. card y'all think belongs to Tupac? <laughs> 
You are wrong Biggie, I can smell Biggie. I can see Biggie's cholesterol <laughs> on the fingerprint card, okay? Good God Almighty. Them some big-ass thumbs. Why Lord have mercy, Jesus. Um, I think it's cool, though. You know, I, I'm, I'm not one of those people who would ever go to a Sotheby's auction, and hopefully when they auction this off, they have our friend Al who just got his auctioneer's license. That's right. They'll let our friend Al do it and I'll get a referral fee because I put this out there. <laughs> but I'm not one of those people who, you know, buy people's jerseys or they use panties or the shoe that they wore on a set or whatever. But there's somebody out there that's going to. Well, first of all, let me back up. At who would physically be in possession of these things normally. Don't why, why aren't those in a file cabinet somewhere at a police station or after a certain amount of years they throw them away? Yeah, my question would be wouldn't it is it public property? Is it public property? It's got to be something interesting because you know they're charging $225,000 per fingerprint. I mean per per card. fingerprint so card. So who's getting the money? Oh, the person who's selling it, I guess. Whatever corrupt yeah. cop stole it out of evidence and then on the low slid it to the people over there in the auction. Right. Oh my if I was a cop, I'd be so paid. All that drugs I'd confiscate. And <laughs> but but I think, long, long story short, I mean, cool. If, if somebody, listen, fair exchange is no robbery. If somebody want it and they're willing to pay for it and if it, 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 it's of value to them, so be it. I'm not going to lie, Claudia. If I came to your house and you were like, oh my God, y'all, I got to show y'all something. And you whip out this binder and it's like the card of this fingerprint card. I'd be like, girl, where's the vodka? You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't be a move. You don't ever have to worry about that at my house. <laughs> okay. Hey, we've covered crazy, so many crazy stories this week. So we like to end our show by handing out an award to a person who exemplifies pure delusion. This is our tea bag of the week. We might as well pile on top like the whole world is. Our teabag of the week goes to Diddy, Puffy, Brother Love, Sean Combs. Fellas, what do you have to say about our honorary teabag of the week with all the news, all the stories that just keep trickling out all week? Al? I don't know what, I really don't know what to say, but you know what I did? Like that attorney, Simone, on all over Instagram and in social media, how she broke down. Not only is it was it smart for him to settle because it was a lawsuit against him, but because of his companies. And because of the companies, uh, association is the reason why we're seeing the unraveling of all these other organizations and companies stepping away from him. So I thought that was interesting. I, I, I don't know what else to say about him being a teabag, though. I mean, it's just... did, did, did he deserve teabag of the week this week? Oh, I mean, he did. He probably deserves teabag of the year, which production we actually need to put some teabag of the year for our end of the year show together. Make a note, please. Um, he probably deserves teabag of the year. I never thought that we'd see this coming. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, as part with the Joe Button commentary, there really isn't much more to add to this story. You know what I'm saying? So... That's that on that. You know, arrogance and um, narcissism. I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a doctor to diagnose him, but perceived, it looks like it, can ruin so many careers. Like, he had such a sweet situation. He done took so much money from so many other people, allegedly. And he was wealthy and successful. And it's the ego at the end of the day and your fetishes and your um, need for uh, controlling people in power that took you out, allegedly. 
You know what, Claudia, do you guys remember we were talking about his situation with not giving back the masters and him giving it back? And we were saying he was doing it for a reason, mm -hmm. something we felt like was in the tube. Y'all remember that? Mm -hmm. We, we have really spoken a lot of things in pop culture into existence. And when I look back on that, remember, we stated we said he better do something or his legacy is going to be ruined. Do you remember that conversation mm -hmm. we had and look at it? And the fact that he said, if you get your master's back and this $300, you can never say anything bad about bad boy right before he knew this was coming. This was in the multiple uh -huh. months. Uh -huh. All right. I hope y'all have a great weekend this weekend. And uh, if I get off of work in time, I'll hope to see you Friday. I mean, I hope I'll see you tonight. We're going to see you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank my co-host, Al Reynolds. And Funky Don't even remind me to never do a crime with Al. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Street Flavor. Have a good week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Damn it. It was so good. This, this is Lord have mercy, Jesus. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Have a good night, soulmate.